888-6882 to schedule a no-cost, no-obligation appointment. Good morning. Welcome to today's program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church. Well, actually, founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. And the program is the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. Every Sunday from 9 to noon here on KHNC AM radio and podcast will be at 1360khnc.com. And uh, during the week, I host The Present Truth daily, Monday through Thursday, from 2 to 3. I'm going to begin with Ecclesiastes chapter 3. In, the, uh, in our lives, we go through seasons we each individually have our unique seasons that God takes us through. Verse 1, chapter 3, Ecclesiastes. There is a time, a season for everything, for every activity on earth, under heaven. There is a season, a special time. There is a time to be born, a time to die a time to plant, a time to pull up plants that have been planted to harvest, a time to kill, a time to heal. There is a time to destroy, which is to tear down, a time to build, a time to cry, a time to laugh. There is a time to be sad, and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones, time to gather them, time to hug, to embrace, a time not to hug, to refrain from embracing, a time to look for something, to seek something that you've lost. But there comes a time when you stop looking, you give it up for lost. A time to keep things, a time to throw things away. A time to tear apart, a time to sew together. There is a time to be silent, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate. Now, it ends, verse 8, B. A time for war, a time for peace. The world is now in its season, according to the Bible, for war. We are now in the time of the end of the world wars that will take place prior to Christ's return. We cannot avoid what is coming. What happened in 
February of this year, when Russia was forced to move into the Ukraine is the beginning of what the Holy Spirit in the Bible stated would happen in the time in which we live. Things have been set in motion. You can't go back. You change things. It's impossible. Now, people are viewing, many people, the nations, they're looking at Russia's, didn't actually invade. They just had to go in to stop a, uh, a momentum that has been taking place in this black hole in the Ukraine that has been uh, in make in the making for decades. It's not accidental. And Russia made the decision to go in and keep. It's it's very involved. I talk about it Monday through Thursday. I don't want to get into it now. It's just too involved. But for Christians, we in the churches of God. We look at it from a perspective different than a perspective that the world would view it. We view it from what the Bible says is going to happen. And our view has to be from the prophetic word. If we don't view it from Scripture and the prophecies of the time that we're in, we're going to be caught by a lie. We're going to be captured by a myth Christ, or, or, or in the Old Testament, Ezekiel prophesied there would come a time prior to Christ's coming when Russia, the land of Magog, would rise to power. It has happened. It is in, in the prophecies of the Bible in Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39. We have to view it from that perspective. I view it from that perspective. I don't view it as Russia being an enemy and the United States being a righteous nation. I don't view it that way. The nations are unrighteous. The nations are at war with God. They're at war with each other. There are plans in the world by nations to take over the other nations of the world to bring in a new world order or a global government. It's in the Bible. We have to view it from that perspective. For the Christians and the people that don't view it from that perspective, then your loyalties are going to be pro or pro the U.S. or pro EU or pro NATO, anti-Russian, and we... We can't view it that way. There is a time for war. And what is happening in the Ukraine, God is telling His churches, war is coming. War that the Bible, through many, many, many scriptures, has stated will come, and the wars must take place. They cannot be avoided. Men 
are evil and their wickedness just like it has to mature. Wickedness and evil must mature. You have the grapes of wrath, the children of the devil. They must mature. They must ripen. And then they're going to be taken to the battle of Armageddon. This is a way that we can view it from the book of Revelation chapter 16. The harvest of the earth is the way that God presents it. He presented it in the book of Revelation. There will be a harvest of the people of the earth, the good people. Then you're going to have the harvest of the wicked. But the harvest doesn't take place until maturity. You don't harvest corn until it's mature. You don't harvest grapes when they're still young and green. In the time in which we live, in the final decade prior to Christ's return, <clears throat> I focus on the last 10 years. The reason I focus on the last 10 years is because the Scripture uh, has uh, quite a bit to say. At the end of the 10 years, or in, the, in the months, the half a year prior, no, no, not even a half a year, in the months prior to Christ's return, Armageddon takes place. Then, prior to Armageddon taking place, you have Babylon the Great being destroyed. The great empire at the end of the world in Revelation chapter 17, chapter 18. Isaiah, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 50, some verses, and 51, other verses concerning the end time Babylon the Great. It is destroyed. Just before Babylon the Great is destroyed, after the tribulation, the great tribulation, the resurrection, the first resurrection of God's children to the clouds, to the judgment seat of Christ. Just prior to that, the second half of the tribulation, called the Great Tribulation, finishes the full seven years, the completion of seven-year period of time is over, which leads into the period of time called the wrath of God after the seven years has com is completed. Then you have, moving toward our time, moving back in time, you have the, th the three and a half year great tribulation. This is when great, great tribulation earth, uh, throughout the earth, it's international. Great persecution on Israel. Antichrist has invaded the Middle East, has, inva has invaded Israel, is setting up the seat of the New World Order in Jerusalem. Uh, he has defiled the, the temple, declared himself to be God at the very beginning of that last three and a half year period. Then prior to that, 
you have the first half of the tribulation, <clears throat> three and a half years. And during that three and a half years, there will be hardship, just tribulation, and the beginning of a great persecution of all of the churches of God, all seven churches, especially in the United States of America. It will be international, but it will be very severe in the United States of America for the Christian people, whether you be Catholic, Lutheran, Evangelical, all the different experiences of Evangelical Christianity, Pentecostalism, Messianic movement. And we are in that time presently prior to the tribulation. And in the time in which we are living, we are beginning to witness the time for war. And we have just witnessed the momentum that the Bible talks about that will set things in motion for the coming wars. The invasion, Russia's being forced to go into the Ukraine. Russia is pushing back against the global powers of the West. And the global powers of the West are provoking Russia, hoping to provoke Russia into some type of nuclear conflict. The Bible says it will not happen, at least not yet. But before Russia's prophecies, gathering the, the nations, the comrades that are going to come with Russia to the mountains of Israel, before that occurs, there is the pre-war prior to the Gog-Magog war. And that will be when the surrounding the nations surrounding Israel will invade Israel. There will be a campaign against the nation of Israel, and Israel in that campaign is going to be victor victorious in everything that happens. I uh, don't want this to be dry. But prophecy is important. If you don't know what's coming, you're going to be caught off guard. Prophecy is for God's children to know God's plan. And before God does anything, He reveals His plan and He announces that plan to His people through His prophets. It is a it is a uh, God has promised to do it in Amos 3.7. Surely the Lord God will do, the Lord of hosts will do nothing until he reveals his plans and what he is, is, is planning to do to his servants, the prophets. And the prophets present to the children of God. It's a season, the season that we are in. We are in now the season of war. And these wars will escalate. They will never stop. It cannot be stopped. 
As difficult as this may be, you need to know the truth. If you don't know the truth, then you're going to have a false hope. Well, this conflict is going to be, they're going to, uh, Russia, the United States, the EU, the NATO nations are going to go to peace talks. They're going to be able to work things out and avoid any further conflict. Well, they may be able to, to put band-aids to stop some of the hemorrhaging, but they're not going to stop the wars that the Bible said are coming. No one is going to stop the uh, nations that surround Israel from provoking and attacking Israel. It cannot be prevented. The scriptures all through Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, through the Psalms, the book of Daniel, many, many books in the Old Testament talk about the nations surrounding Israel and how these nations are going to be punished by God for the ancient evil and their sins of the past and their hatred of Israel. And God has not forgotten that. God is just. He doesn't forget. The nations have to be punished for their sin. Just like every individual has to be punished for his evil in his lifetime. But, which brings me to a quick set of verses in the epistles of John. Last week I talked about Revelation, uh, Romans chapter 7. Paul said, oh, wicked, oh, 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 uh, uh, in other words, Paul was focusing on sin in chapter 7 of Romans. Oh, wretched man that I am. We in the churches, in the evangelical churches, we are kind of like the Catholics. We focus on sin. And we never get out of chapter 7 of Romans into chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation. Which I'm leading into the direction. I presented to you the wars that are coming. We can't avoid them. Christians, in Ephesians, Paul told the Christians, chapter 6, that we are to dress with the weapons that God has given us for battle. If there was ever a time for the Christian people to begin to arm themselves and prepare and dress for battle, now is the time. It's been the case for the last 2,000 years, but especially now in the time in which we live. We have to dress for the coming battle. And you can dress for battle, but if your mindset is focused on your sin, if you can't get away from focusing on how evil you are, which you are, then you're going to be a casualty. 
the Christian people now, in the time in which we live, have to get out of the experience of Romans chapter 7 and into the experience of Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of, death, of life in Christ Jesus has freed us from the law of sin and of death. We have to get into the experience of Romans chapter 8. And we can do that. We have all the, the... God has provided the way to do this. The Catholic people, according to the book of Thyat or the, the church in Thyatira in chapter... in Revelation chapter uh, 1... No, I'm sorry, chapter 2. Thyatira... Uh, they're a church of works. And we, Christ has finished the work for us. We are justified by faith, not by works. We're justified by faith. That's the way it is. Romans chapter 8. There is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You're free from that law of sin and death. What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh... God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. You're, you're a sinner, you're full of sin, but, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So you're not walking after the flesh, but what happens if you sin? Well, we'll go to John chapter, the epistle of John chapter 1 in just a second. They that are after the flesh mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. You have to walk in Spirit. And to walk in Spirit means that you have to be able to, when you contaminate your garment, wash with the blood of Jesus Christ and go on. Don't get stuck. Move. Move forward. They that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. If you focus on your sin, you are carnally minded. You're, you're living in the mind. In your carnal mind. But to spirit be spiritually minded is life and peace. The carnal mind is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Yes, we have to be free from being in bondage to the flesh. That We live with the flesh to the day we die, but we don't have to be in bondage to the flesh. We have the Holy Spirit living in us. The Spirit frees us it gives us the power to be free from the the power of the flesh that drives us into unrighteousness. 
They that are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be the Spirit of God dwell in you. The Spirit of God is in you if you're born again. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is not none of his. But if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit of life is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also give life to your mortal body by his Spirit that dwells in you. Now, 1 John chapter 7, 8, and 9. We don't focus on our failures. We don't focus on our sin. We don't focus on how we've been contaminated by the flesh. We don't focus on the things that we do. We're going to make mistakes, repent, and go forward. If the Christian churches, the people within the body of Christ, can understand this principle, don't get caught, repent, and go forward. We'll be back in just a second. Rick Rodriguez, Dollar Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program for today. We'll be right back. J.D. the Colorado Deplorable here to tell you about Swamp Fight right here on AM 1360 KHNC Radio, Saturdays from noon to one. Join me as we do battle in the D.C. Swamp. Most people think they can't afford to invest in gold and silver. But at the Patriot Trading Group, we believe that everyone should have the opportunity to own hard assets. That's why we created our Preferred Metals Program. You can get started for as little as $100 a month. Go to allamericangold.com and click on our Preferred Metals icon to learn how you can get started today. Or call us at 800-951-0592, the Patriot Trading Group, allamericangold.com. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. January 22nd saw Northern Colorado invaded by thousands of Second Amendment patriots going to the new P.E. Gun Show facility at the Greeley Mall. Gone are the days of the crowded facility and limited products. Patrons shopped hundreds of tables filled with all the items you expect at a premier event show. For future show dates, CCW training or seller reservations, visit PEShows.com. That's PEShows.com for more info. While you're out, visit Harsh Outdoors at 600 Oak Avenue in Eaton. They carry a full line of ATVs, UTVs, mowers, trimmers, sprayers, and chainsaws from Husqvarna, DR, Generac, and EasyGo. Whether you have half an acre or a thousand, they carry the equipment you need. They also have a full-line gun store with lots of firearms, ammo, safes, and accessories. Check out HarshOutdoors.com. That's HarshOutdoors.com. Backyard or back 40, Harsh Outdoors has you covered. See you at the show. Hello, this is Daniel from A&D Design. We stopped by today to let you know that we have kitchen and bathroom cabinets. 
These are soft-closed full overlay cabinets with full extension rails made of plywood. You can contact us at 303-968-6678, and Cyrus has our website. You can find more information on our website at andcabinetdesign.com. That's andcabinetdesign.com. And again, just call me, 303-968-6678. Neil Desperandum, never despair. That is the motto for you and me. All are not dead, and where there is a spark of patriotic fire, we will rekindle it. Samuel Adams. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus walked, oh, when he walked, when Jesus walked, walked my sins away. Jesus has washed your sins away, but you have to believe it. You have to believe that once you have confessed your sins, you're free to keep going forward. You're not going to be stuck in this quagmire. The Christian children cannot be stuck in the quagmire focused on their sins because of the battle that's coming to the churches in America, the churches in the world. The Christian people, the tool of Satan, is to keep you focused on your sin. Because if you're focused on your sin, you're going to go around in a circle. You are not going to get beyond focusing on sin. You have to realize that God has promised you. Here's what He's promised you. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. But if you walk in the light, as He in the... As as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. All sin. All sin. Not some, not partial, total. All sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We will be full of sin and sinners until the day that Christ takes us to be with Him because of the flesh, the nature that is in the flesh that came into mankind in the Garden of Eden when Eve partook of that tree or that fruit that was the nature of Satan coming into mankind into his flesh. That nature will always be with us. It's sinful. You cannot psychologically, through uh, any type of counseling, eradicate it. It is there. The only thing that can take care of that sin is the blood of Jesus Christ. When you make a mistake, when you do something sinful, when you think something sinful, you have the blood of Jesus Christ. So don't say that you don't have sin. You do. We do. But God has given us a way to deal with it. Verse 9. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it is in these three verses 
First Epistle of John, chapter 1, 7, 8, and 9. Now, we either believe that he's cleansed, he's cleansed us from the sin and forgiven us. We have to believe it. It's in the Word. It's His Word. It's His promise. He's done everything for us. Now, go on. Go forward. Don't dwell on your sin. You can't. The direction that this world is going, if you don't get past this to this uh, device of the devil, and you continue to focus on your sin, it's as the, the devil has a strategy. He is cunning. And he uses this on every believer until the believer has the revelation that yes, you do something, confess it, the blood has washed you, has cleansed you, go on. With the Christian life, the people that are truly born again, there are, God has instructed us, given us ways to deal with bondages. The first thing, as a believer, firstly, you must be born again. There are many people in the churches, in Christianity, in all the churches, all seven churches, even the evangelical churches, that I, I know in Berkeley, California, there was a young boy that came in. He was Jewish. Because he was Jewish, he believed he was born again. He believed that he was safe. He was not born again. But he tried to get us to believe that uh, because he was Jewish, he had an advantage. Jewish, non-Jewish, there's no advantage. The only advantage the Jewish people and the Gentile people can have is to receive Christ. Upon receiving Christ and being born again, you receive eternal life. But it just begins there. Then there is a progression. Then Christ said, told the disciples before he left, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Water baptism. Water baptism is a very powerful experience that the Christians must have. Being born again, I was born again for two plus years. But I could not stop and overcome the deeds of the flesh. In the, you know, back in the 60s or in the late, early 70s, you have all the sins of the youth. And I couldn't, I tried and I knew I was doing wrong, but I could not free myself from the vices and the sins of youth. I couldn't. Until I hitchhiked to Berkeley, California to be baptized. A friend had a little fellowship that he was involved with. And I had tried to be baptized in water 
here in Colorado in the early in early uh, the spring of 1974, and three attempts, and they all failed. I finally just said, forget it. Lord, I'm trying to do what I'm supposed to do. I read in the Bible I'm supposed to be baptized in water. I'm trying to do that, but every time I try, nothing. something happens. The car breaks down. I, the person that's going to pick me up won't uh, pick me up. Something comes up, so forget it. Well, then, one day, a friend receives a letter from a friend, the friend out in California, and this uh, a Christian girl, Christian sister, she said, I got a friend, I got a letter from your friend in California. He wants to know how you're doing. He said, he's been praying for you. And I said, you know, do you think I should go out there to be baptized? She goes, oh, yes, yes, you should go. Well, I put on, I had a backpack. I hitchhiked out there June 2nd, 1974, Sunday morning. I got to this little fellowship, and that night they had a baptism. They had a baptism of young people. The uh, little fellowship they didn't have a baptismal. They didn't have the the uh, water. The little uh, a baptism. It just had a, a way to be baptized. They didn't have it, so they used the fountain on the Berkeley campus. It's about, the water's about two and a half foot deep. But that's where about 12 of us went up that evening, Sunday night, and we were baptized on the UC Berkeley campus in the fountain. And I came, after I was baptized, or before they baptized me, I just made a proclamation I said, I've lived my first, the first part of my life doing what I wanted, but I'm going to give the rest of my life to the Lord. And they baptized me. This fulfilled my consecration. I willfully made the decision to consecrate myself to God, and He could use me however He decided in the rest of my life. That's difficult to do. But it is something that for God's children shouldn't be odd, shouldn't be strange, not different. People in sports, they give themselves wholeheartedly to whatever they're good at. People in business, they give themselves wholeheartedly to whatever business they have, to their careers. And we as believers, we should also put ourselves on the altar just like Abraham put Isaac on the altar, we need to put ourselves in God's hand and say, Lord Jesus, I have nothing without you. I have no future without you. I have no protection without you. I have no purpose in life without you. That is the truth. We don't think in those terms but that's the way we need to think. Without Christ, we can do nothing. Period. Without Him, we can do nothing. And anything that we do do, that we accomplish, uh, it may be works of the flesh. 
I was born again, 1972, beginning of the year in January, baptized in water in June 2nd, 1974, about two and a half years later. Then, that same day that I'm baptized, I consecrate my life to the Lord. To this audience, I say, what I tell you is not knowledge. I'm giving you my experience. And you must be born again. If you're a religious person and you think that you know God, if you are not born again, you have to examine yourself to see if you are of the faith, meaning born again, firstly. Then next, you need to be water baptized. Now, I'm going to be a story about water baptism. Some who are older, my main address, I think, is to mainly people who were in the baby boom generation. I hope there are many younger people and children listening. There was a man by the name of Malcolm Smith. He had come to Denver, Colorado. He was speaking at uh, a, a little uh, Pentecostal fellowship down in South Denver. I'll try to think of her name. And in his meetings, uh, he was just talking about, you know, he was just presenting what God had given him to present. Well, a young girl got saved, Marilyn Hickey. He was at her fellowship. A young girl got saved. And after she got saved, after one of the meetings, after lunch, or before lunch, she went up to talk to them, to uh, Malcolm, and she was just excited. She said, I just got saved. I just got saved. And they were very excited for her. She says, I've got to tell my boyfriend. I am a Satanist. I worship Satan. But I got saved. I know Jesus is real. And immediately they knew they needed to get her baptized. Pay attention to what I'm saying. They know. They said, well, listen. After lunch, we want to baptize you. You come back. She said, okay, I will. That was the first thing they were going to do, baptize her. She calls her boyfriend in California, her boyfriend witch. And he says, don't do anything. I'm flying out. He got a plane and he flew out. He flew into Denver and was at the church probably around 4 or 5 that afternoon. And he went up to her. And he said, what did they do to you? She goes, what do you mean? You're different. What did they do to you? She goes, well, I just want to tell you about the Lord. I want to tell you about the Lord. And he's, he said, no, something's different. And he looked at her and he said, did you get baptized? And she said, yes, they baptized me this afternoon. He, his shoulders went down, according to Malcolm. He looked at the ground and he stated, quote, you're lost. We've lost you. 
he turned around and walked away. It wasn't that she was born again. That is one thing. Many, many, many Christians are born again in Satanism and witchcraft. They're born again. But the power over their lives is broken when they're baptized in water. If you're not Christians, I'm going to tell you something. For you Christians are struggling with your, your vices, with your drugs, with your sex, with your thefts, with your hatred, with whatever it may be. You're born again, but you have no victories. I'm going to tell you, you're never going to have any victories until you are baptized in water. And don't be religious. I have friends that, or friends in the past I knew that they said, churches, you have to be baptized in the Jordan River in Israel. And it's a, it's a commandment. And others say, well, you have to be baptized, put into the water face down. Others say face up. Re regulations, religion. What happens to the men and people that are in prison that want to keep the commandment to be water baptized and they don't have a baptismal? They don't have a river. They don't have a lake. What do they do? Man is man, mankind is full of laws and regulations. God is not limited to what man can do. I've told this story before. I'm going to tell it again. I have a friend, and he had a young a nephew, Dennis, and Dennis had become a believer, and he was he he knew the Lord was real. But he's probably 18, 17 years old. Well, one day the friend came over to visit me. And they came in and he introduced me to little Dennis. And we're talking, little Dennis was like six foot tall. And the Holy Spirit told me, baptize him. And I thought, well, baptize him, what do you mean? I don't have a, I have my tub. I don't have a pool. I don't have a river. Lord said, baptize him. And I looked at his uncle and I said, Mike, the Lord told me I've got to baptize this boy. And Mike looked at me like I was nuts. And I said, Dennis, the Lord wants you to be baptized. And he was just standing there. He didn't know what to think. Didn't know what baptism was. I went into the closet, linen closet, pulled out a towel, put it around his shoulders, went over to the sink, got a glass of water, had him stand up. He was standing right there in my living room on my carpet. Ah, wouldn't you know the break. I'll finish this in a second. I'm not going to let this interfere with this testimony. It's too powerful. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez. Man, pass the battle over. Take a couple of hits off the My Kind CBD. Get your CBD by going to 1360KHNC.com and click on the shopping button, man. Silly Jamaican. There's no THC in this product. It's certified THC-free. Just go to the website, 1360KHNC.com. Click the shop. Hi, Chad here with Liberty Communications. 
Do you have an outdated phone system? Is your service with a large carrier that doesn't care about you? Are you sick and tired of waiting on hold only to be routed to a call center out of the country? Then you need our help. We answer our phones live and know our clients by name. Let us provide your company a no-charge phone and internet evaluation. Call 720-399-0233 or learn more at libertybts.com. Tejibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TehuboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TehuboTeaClub.com. How would you like some free advertising? Free! 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 free. Call 970-587-5003. We will put your small business or local company on the half-empty cup of joe for the small business section of the show. Call 970-587-5003, and we'll get your business some free advertising today. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258, My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Okay, we'll finish the story of little Dennis, Uh, six-foot-tall little Dennis. I took, to baptize him, I put a towel around around his shoulders. I got a cup of water, and I poured it on him, and I baptized him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I did this by faith. I didn't do it as a ritual. No, you cannot baptize children, infant baptism. No, it is meaningless. You can consecrate these young children... You can consecrate them to the Lord like Hannah did Samuel, but no, baptism, water baptism for children is not, it is vain, it is futile, it is, it is futile. It does nothing. It's a ritual. But as a person, a person that understands, that has the ability 
of reason because they're old enough they can understand what water baptism is. I poured it on his head, baptized him in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. His uncle was just thought this was crazy. Two days later, the uncle called me and said, I don't know what happened to little Dennis, but this kid had went back to his church, and he is just telling all his friends, his mom, talking to his mother, his brothers and sisters, everybody about the Lord. He not only received the baptism in water, but he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He set his little church on fire. And eventually, they, within three, four months, he was doing evangelism in Africa. That's what they do when the churches get these young, dynamic kids filled with the Holy Spirit. They try to capitalize on it. I'm not for that. But I know what happened. He got baptized radically and baptized in the Holy Spirit. But he didn't consecrate his life to the Lord. And he is not really following the Lord today. Be born again. Consecrate your life to Christ. You're not going to make it without Him. You need Him more than you can even imagine. Be water baptized. When we get back in the next hour, I'm going to talk to you about baptism of the Holy Spirit. God is very clear about these experiences with His children. The more of these experiences and reality that you have, the more, the more victorious you're going to be in your lives, in your Christian lives, and in just life in general. But there are principles that must be obeyed with the Holy Spirit. His spiritual laws are very powerful and very important. I'm not going to give out my contact information until the next hour, but 1360KHNC.com for podcasts. 1360KHNC.com for podcasts, all of Tree Ministry. We'll be back in the next hour. Rick Rodriguez. the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website 1360khnc.com click on the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. The University of Colorado's search for its next president is said to be down to five finalists, but there seems to be some growing concern about the process itself. The regents have put out a statement saying they're aware some people would like to see more than one candidate and have a chance to weigh in, but the board notes it's common practice to only name a single finalist or small group of them due to the concern many candidates for such jobs have, that they could lose their previous positions if their candidacies were publicly announced. From the Colorado Latino Leadership Advocacy and Research Organization, Mario Carrera says those concerns follow a turbulent search last time that ended up with controversial President Mark Kennedy gone and getting a $1.3 million payment to leave last July. It's not about 
Joe Garcia. It's about the process. When asked to comment specifically about the claims of discrimination, a spokesperson for the Board of Regents said Friday in these words, they don't agree with that. Ex-Lieutenant Governor Joe Garcia isn't mentioned in the complaint, and he hasn't wanted to comment on the situation either. I'm Jim Williams. COVID-19 hospitalizations nationwide are at a new low. The Federal Department of Health and Human Services says new admissions due to COVID are down more than 30% in the past two weeks. Fewer than 17,000 people in hospitals have tested positive for the coronavirus. That's lower than last summer before the Delta variant came along. Colorado's figures also low. Just 84 people in hospitals statewide right now with testing positive for COVID. Denver Pioneers continue getting ready for college hockey's Frozen Four. DU will face Michigan in the semifinals next Thursday. And spring training is nearly wrapping up for Major League Baseball. Charlie Blackman hit his first home run of the spring on Friday as the Rockies faced the Mariners and won 2-1. I'm Ted Werbin on the Rocky Mountain News Network. Summer is around the corner. Take time to refresh in Wyoming's Carbon County. Drive up and soak in the mineral hot springs. Visit one of their many museums. Take a scenic hike horseback ride or bike ride enjoy an array of lounging dining and entertainment options all the fun set against the west favorite backdrop plan your trip at wyomingcarboncounty.com that's wyomingcarboncounty.com get your west on are you struggling with credit card debt it may be time to consolidate that high interest debt with help from your mortgage you could save up to a thousand dollars a month without paying upfront fees you just have to call american financing colorado's home for home loan get a free mortgage review by calling 303-695-7000 that's 303-695-7000 or visit americanfinancing.net american financing nmls 182-334 regulated by the division of real estate Do you want amazing Greek food with a great atmosphere and customer service? Well, Cafe Athens has got your back. Call them at 970-619-8467. Carrie and his team are great supporters of our station, so give them a try right away. They have everything from gourmet burgers, heroes, and overall quality Greek food. Located at the Promenade Shops at Sentara in Loveland. Again, call 970-629-8467. The best traditional Greek food in northern Colorado. Wagner Electric has the generator to meet your needs. Call now for a free estimate, 970-800-3693. We have everything from standalone generators to portable generators in stock. There is also financing available. We also have an outstanding service department that will offer anything from wiring a pole barn to wiring in new smart switches to create a smart home, as well as electrical inspections. Please call us at 970-800-3693 or visit us at our website at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley. Wagner Electric sets the standards. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here are some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs. 
or racist cows, climate coaches, or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Welcome to the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, the founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. Every Sunday from 9 until noon, every uh, during the week from 2 to 3, Monday through Thursday, I, have, I host the Present Truth. And the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. The contact information is P.O. Box, is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Again, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I was finishing, I was finishing the last hour talking about God's ways. You must be born again. Then Christ said, you are to be baptized in water. You should be consecrated. You should consecrate your life to the Lord. If you give your life to the Lord casually, then what will happen with you during your lifetime will be casual. The people who are consecrated, meaning that they tell the Lord, Lord, my life is for you, and many Christians say that, but really their life is not really totally for the Lord. It's for themselves. But if you consecrate yourself to the Lord and you say, Lord, I give my life to you, you take me the direction that you have ordained that I should go in life, and you trust him. Each individual, we all have a place in the body of Christ. We all, all have a function. We are all useful. There are things that you individually can do that no one else can do. You will never do those things if you are not consecrated to the Lord. If the Lord does not have the reins to your heart, and if you've not given him the direction to your life, then uh, you're going to be disappointed. There are disappointments in life. I was born again, two and a half years, doing what I wanted to do, living the way I wanted to live. No, no real power to overcome sin. But during that two and a half years, prior to my being baptized and giving my life to the Lord and at the same time the experience of being churched 
for two and a half years, I knew God was real. I was I prayed one night by myself. I had some a difficult situation, and I asked for God's help. And I didn't know that I got born again. I didn't know I was born again that night. But I knew my life had changed. I knew something had happened. I don't know what, but I knew God had heard my prayer. I couldn't. It was in the early winter. Or it was in early January 1972. I could not find work. But I one night said, Lord, I need help. And that next night, I went to a party. And I really didn't drink. I found a gentleman that was looking for a welder. I'd had a little bit of welding experience in high school. I got a job for Holden Manufacturing, welding uh, trailers for horse trailers together the frames for trailers I knew God was with me and then within that spring I got hired on by Adolf Coors and during that whole two and a half year period of time I knew God was real and for some in God's plan I learned to follow and sense the anointing of the Holy Spirit I knew what I was doing was wrong but I didn't have a way to be free from it. I was in bondage from all the sins of youth. But I eventually drive a semi and uh, grain out to uh, Nebraska, take wheat out to Nebraska, bring back corn into Kansas. But I knew the Holy Spirit was with me. And during that two and a half years, I learned the anointing. I, I don't know how. God just used me. I just sensed something, and I, I knew I'd be okay. And I, I would be given direction. Uh, driving out from Greeley, Colorado, out toward Kansas or Nebraska, I just, uh, when I'd leave, I knew the Holy Spirit was with me. But I was in bondage. But in June the 2nd, 1974, I went to Berkeley, California. I hitchhiked out. I knew I needed to hitchhike out. And the friend, I asked her, I asked a friend, do you think I should go out and see this friend out in a little church in Berkeley, California and be baptized? And she told me, yes. Well, you know, I used to hitchhike. I hitchhiked up to Alaska, hitchhiked down. But I thought, well, okay, California, that's nothing. I left on a Friday morning. And I got there on a Sunday. Uh, all the rides I needed, just everything worked out. But I was determined. Now, I'm going to tell you a principle with the Apostle Paul. There was an English... Uh, he was a writer, Christian man, F.B. Myers. And he wrote books about like Ezekiel and Isaiah the Apostle Paul. He wrote about the Apostle Paul two things, two qualities that the Apostle Paul had. He was determined and he was thorough. F.B. Myers. These are the things I picked up about Paul that I never forgot. He stated that Paul was determined. He used that word, determined. And he was thorough. Everyone 
I would say to you, in your Christian walk, be determined. Let the Lord direct you and then be thorough. Whatever the Holy Spirit asks you to do, do it with all your might. Be thorough. He's the one who can instruct you. No one can instruct you like He can. He's the instructor of all instructors. He's the teacher of all teachers. They even called Him Teacher because these people knew and they realized they were students. The disciples realized that their, their place at that time with Christ, they realized they were students. You are students. He is the one teaching you. He is the one who will show you and lead you and present and, and get you to understand everything that you need to know. He is teacher. But you have to be teachable. If you're not teachable, then uh, you're going to learn the lesson again. He'll take you to the lessons over and over and over until you learn. If he didn't, then you would just be a child without a father. So Paul was determined to be thorough. Now, in the first hour, I've kind of laid some things down. Now, I'm going to tell you why I laid what I laid down in the first hour. You must be free from your bondage and your focus on your sins. You have to be free from that because you've got a battle that's coming in the future. And if you're focusing on your sins like a young adolescent child, you're going to be a victim. You're already a victim. Don't be a victim. You need to be free from that. You've been free. Get out of the experience in Romans chapter 7 where Paul, O oh, wretched man that I am, who's going to deliver me from this body of sin, of death? Go to chapter 8 of, of Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Don't be condemned. Move forward. Don't be continue to be a victim. Don't continue to be handicapped, crippled by focusing on your sin. No, mature. Mature. You're going to sin for the rest of your life. Cover yourself with the blood. Confess your sins. Go on. It's very... I, I emphasize this. I wasn't planning to emphasize this again today. I emphasized this last week. But I realized by the Holy Spirit that God's children in America, in the evangelical churches, in the Pentecostal churches, you're focusing on your sin. You've got to get out of that. Get out of that pattern. Break free from that pattern. Christ will help you. Don't focus on the vomit. Focus on what, how Christ has cleaned you and washed you and sanctified you and purified you by His blood. He forgives all unrighteousness so you can go forward. Now, you must be born again. You better be water baptized like that young in the first hour. The young Satanist boy, the, the, the young Satanist girl gets saved 
and they baptize her. Her 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 Satanist boyfriend, he flies from California to Colorado to take her out of that church and take her back to California. She's born again. Malcolm Smith and Marilyn Hickey, the ministry, they baptize that girl in the afternoon. The boyfriend gets there about 4 o'clock. The minute he finds out she's been baptized, his quote, his word was, You're lost. We've lost you. Who's we? The coven. And he is not going to have anything to do with her. He walks away. It was the baptism in water that he was troubled about. He wasn't troubled that she was a Christian. He was troubled because she was baptized in water because all of her sins are in the water of baptism. All the power of the sin of her sins is in the waters of baptism. That's the power of the sin on your life, Christians. If you're not water baptized, the sins will keep you bound. But once you're baptized in water, those sins remain in the water and the power of those sins do not affect you. And you're free. I know. I had that experience on June 2nd, about 10 o'clock at night, Berkeley, California, on the Berkeley campus, the fountain. That's where my sins still reside to this day. The past sins and the power of the past sins are still in that fountain. They stay there forever. They never resurrect to come and catch me. But that very night, I also consecrated my life to the Lord. Very powerful. If you're thinking about consecrating yourself to your future, to your career, to other things, you might as well forget it. We're at the end of the world. The future of the world is war. The future of the world from this point forward is sickness, plagues, diseases, evil, the rise of evil like never before in the history of mankind other than at the time of Noah. The rise of evil in our time will be greater than the rise of evil at the time of Noah. The time we're going to into will be more difficult than what happened at the time of Noah. This time, Christ said that if he doesn't return, no flesh is going to be saved. No flesh will be saved. Be free. Now, going forward into the program, the next vital experience God's children need to have is being baptized in the Holy Spirit. You think it is something that is mm, just a doctrine. No, it is not. It is too powerful. It is one of the great... How do I phrase it? Experiences that a Christian can have. Being born again is a must. Water baptism, the power in water baptism is incredible and is a must to be free. 
giving your life to the Lord, consecrating, is a must. Now, being raised in a fundamental background, I read about the baptism, didn't know what the baptism was, born again in 1972, going forward to 1991. <clears throat> I uh, didn't really think about baptism, but I'd been in about 1988, somewhere in that vicinity, the Lord spoke to me and told me, I want you to start, I had been, my wife and I were to some degree affiliated with people that were affiliated with the Wimber, with the uh, Vineyard Movement. I wasn't really, I was it, it kind of, I had friends that was a vineyard pastor down in Denver, two friends. And, uh, but I really didn't, to me, it was just, you know, another ministry. But I knew that there were a lot of healings, a lot of different gifts that were that were uh, exhibited. But the Lord told me in about 88 to look into the charismatic churches. The, and the place I went was Resurrection Fellowship up in Loveland, Colorado. A pastor by the name of John Stalker had a little uh, assembly and his uh, little church work was by the sugar factory in east of Loveland. And I started going there, and it was kind of different. I liked it. He was very, very uh, clear on what God had called him to do. That was one thing. The clarity that he had, the focus that he had, the direction that he had, I I picked up on that right away. Uh, I realized he was very pure. Uh, he was single-minded for Christ. I could tell that he had, he was consecrated to the things that God had asked him to do. I knew that uh, he had to be baptized because he just exhibited all the qualities of a fine Christian man as a pastor too. And uh, he was very well loved. He loved, I could tell the deep love he had for his assembly for the people in his assembly and just the qualities so that caught me and uh, eventually they moved to a, a uh, facility out east of uh, I-25 and we went up and he'd have different speakers that would come to talk and he had uh, Walter I mean uh, Lester Summerall come out he had different people there was one man that we went on a Weekend, and this uh, man was pointing at people and calling them, telling, well, your name is so-and-so, and just speaking things to them that they could, the, the, the man that had come into town, he could not have known these people, but I thought, well, how does he know that? He's talking to them, he's speaking to them, he knows their names, he's giving them these prophecies, this was kind of odd to me. I thought, huh. But I knew it was real. I knew it was genuine. I knew it wasn't a farce. But it, it was, But the Holy Spirit was using it to get my attention. And with, uh, then Lester Summerall comes. And I know Summerall is a, uh, uh, you know, his ministry. Another man of focus. He was very clear on what God had asked him to do. He'd had these experiences where the Holy Spirit had given him specific direction 
and I was just uh, learning. Then it was 1991. It was in uh, January. I was in uh, Longmont, Colorado, driving down the street, and I see a young man across the street. He's got his arms on this uh, elderly gentleman praying for him. And the young man is probably 25. The man that he was praying for was probably in his 70s. And I knew he was a Christian praying for this man. So I drove past and pulled over to the right <coughs> and parked in the parking lot. The man finished praying, walked across the street, the, the, the uh, side of the street that I was parked on. And as he was walking by, he uh, looked over at me and I'm looking at him and I'm kind of motioning I'd like to talk to him he walks over and he goes yeah what can I what can how can I help you I said I saw you praying for that old man for that gentleman and I thought that was really neat he goes yeah I prayed for him a month ago he's deaf in his one ear the hearing came back but he's still deaf in the other ear partially deaf I was praying that he would get healed in the other ear too and he invited me to a Pentecostal this was a uh, a uh, Meet a meeting that night. I was on a Tuesday, and it was a uh, Pentecostal, not a charismatic. It was this was real Pentecostal. So I told him I would go, and my wife and I went Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday night. Saturday night, the man, his name was the pastor. His name was Del Johns, Del, Del um, Franklin. He'd been going to school in Missouri. Uh, a little Baptist church, a little seminary uh, in Springfield. There was a Pentecostal college there, and he was at the Baptist. And he <coughs> would uh, read the Bible, and he realized, hey, we're supposed to pray for the sick. So he started doing that at the little Baptist school people started getting healed. And eventually, he starts a ministry and ends up in Canada. And he'd been praying for some work. And the little school had found a place for all of these new the graduates, found a place for them to go to continue their career. Well, the... Uh, administrator called him and said sorry Dell, I don't have a place for you but I'm looking then he came in called Dell into the office said well Dell, the only thing I have is a little place up in central Canada around uh, Calgary north of Calgary is kind of out and a lot of alcoholism and drug addiction and wife beaters and uh, you know ladies killing their husbands and just your basic sin. Dale said, that's exactly what I've been praying for. And he went up there. That's where he began his ministry. And it was fascinating. All these miracles that he performed. Uh, then, eventually, once he got the little assembly moving, they brought somebody else in to replace him. And they gave him a harder task, even further north, up by in the Yukon. And he said, I'd love it, please. That's where I want to go. And he would tell me these, and, and that's where he, uh, his stories 
were about what God had him do up there. Well, I went Tuesday night. I asked him if I could visit with him the next day on Wednesday. I went to his motel room, and we talked for about an hour and a half. And I told him initially, Dell, I have a question for you, but I don't know what it is. But when I know, I'll let you know. He said, okay. We're going to go to a break. But we sat there for about, he told me these stories, one right after the other for about an hour. Then I realized the question. And I said, Dell, I know what the question is. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, I, I'm, you know, he's been telling me about all these experiences that he's had with the baptism, and I, I'm just not understanding what he's telling me. I said, what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? He didn't say anything. He just kept telling me stories, which I couldn't believe, but I knew they were real because I knew this man. I knew him, though I had only known him for an hour, really. I knew he was honest, genuine, and I knew what he was saying was true. So we're going to continue in just a few minutes. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, why it is important to the Christian believer, because it is necessary for <clears throat> warfare. Be right back. Hi, everybody. Glenn Tate, co-host of Prepping 2.0. Shelby Gallagher here. Join us Saturdays at 9 a.m. Right here on 1360 KHNC. Where we bring you great ideas to take your preps to the next level. Do you need to fix a draft or upgrade your home? Call NextGen Windows and Doors, voted best in northern Colorado for their superior window and door replacements. Call now for a free in-home evaluation. Mention KHNC and receive a 5% discount. You can reach them at 970-888-6588. Again, that's 970-888-6588. Or go to their website at nexgenwindowsanddoors.com. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. 
The Federal Reserve is in control of our money. But lately, control is the last word you would use to describe the Fed. Emergency rate cuts, huge increases in their balance sheet, the constant blowing of bubbles and boom and bust cycles that just leave most of us busted. I'm Joe Jaquin, owner of the Patriot Trading Group, and we have been protecting people's wealth for almost 25 years. Stop playing the Fed's game and get your wealth protected. Call us at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. Be careful when you're dealing with a conspiracy theorist. You may end up with a whole lot more truth than you're used to handling. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus walked. Oh, when he walked. When Jesus walked. When Jesus walked. Watch the way. Okay, I'll continue with the Dale Franklin, the man who would <clears throat> pray for me and my wife for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, I will say this. <coughs> Excuse me. I do not want to glorify the Pentecostal churches that are, uh, how do I phrase it? errant and many are I'm not I'm not glorifying Pentecostal churches I don't want to I, I, I don't want to I want the listeners to understand I am talking about the gifts of God that God has given to his people for warfare we need miracles we need healings and there are many churches in the Pentecostal movement that are not pure. They are making names for themselves. They are, uh, they're not holy. They're not handling these abilities, these gifts, these fabulous, fabulous gifts that God has given His children. They're not handling these gifts in a proper way. So I, I, want to, I want to clarify that. The gifts are in the Scripture. I have to tell you, they are there. They are important. All of them. The gifts, you can, you can laugh about the gift of tongues. You can have your opinions. But I'm going to tell you, these gifts are very powerful. They're part of the spiritual abilities that God has given His children, all of them, even the gift of tongues, when used properly, and the interpretation of tongues, when used proper, properly. This is why the Holy Spirit would take me and my wife to visit a man who is pure, holy. He used these abilities not for himself, but for the children of God. He's given a new position at a little church further north, Eskimos, a lot of alcoholism, drug abuse, a very 
depressing area to be in. He loved it. He said, this is what God wanted me to do, to set his people free. And he tells me about, it's just a little, just a, just a, like a log cabin, just a big open area, and basically bathrooms and a little tiny office, and then it has a basement. And timbers, you know, the timbers that they used to cut with the big sawmill, you know, uh, a timber that's about a foot wide and about two and a half inches thick. Well, he tells me that one night, there was it was uh, probably 25, 30 below, Tuesday night, I think. And uh, he said, you know, that that's just the way these people are. They get around in that type of weather. Well, about a mile away, there's two young girls, and they're regular attendees. They're probably 10, 11 years old. And they wanted to go to church, and the mother told them no because we don't. It's too cold out, and they didn't want to drive them down and have to pick them up later. So, the girls didn't think anything of it, and they just said, "Well, they decided between the two of them they would walk." So they put their jackets on and they just here they go. Didn't tell their mother, and they're going to walk a mile in 30 below roughly weather. And one of the girls said, Well, Lord, we pray you put a protective wall around us and put us in a, in a bubble that's warm weather so we can walk to, this, to, the, to the church. And they just took off. Well, as they're walking down the road, they got hot. So they take their coats off. And they're walking with their coats in hand in 30 below weather, and people were watching these girls and screaming, telling them, get your coats on, get your coats on. And they're looking at these people like they're nuts. And the young girl said, well, we're not cold. No, it's freezing out here. Get your coats on. <coughs> Excuse me. And the girl said, well, we're hot. We're sweating. And as they got closer to the church, the people saw the girls coming down the street with their coats off and they started yelling at him, get your coats on, you're going to get frostbit. And the girls walked in and said, we prayed and asked the Lord to put a bubble of warm weather around us, a warm air around us, and he did. We didn't need our coats. Well, that kind of experience is what Dell was telling me about. Then he tells me about this man. He's uh, about six foot four. He's Eskimo. And he was an alcoholic. And everybody knew in that little village uh, the history of this man. Well, Dale said that uh, in the middle of the, it's early in the morning, or right around noon, and he was downstairs and he heard somebody come in because he could hear him walking. And he said, "I'll be right up." And he walked up, and he said, "Here's this tall, six foot four Indian," and. Dale said, how can I help you? And the man said, I uh, want you to cast, uh, I, I have demons, and I want you to cast the demons out. Dale said, well, okay, well, how do you know you have demons? He said, I heard you can cast demons out. Well, yeah. He says, well, how do you know you have demons? He says, because I hear them talking. 
And he says, what do you mean? He says, well, there's two of them. They talk back and forth. And they're making me go mad. And I want to get rid of them. I'm tired. I can't. They just talk all the time in my head. And can you cast them out of me? And Dale thought, well, okay. So he said, I laid my hands up on his shoulders. I, my hands are over my head because he's so tall. And I prayed. And then I stopped praying. And I looked up. And the man was looking at me, puzzled. And he, uh, Dale said, okay. He said, are they gone? He goes, no. He said, they're not gone? He says, no, they're laughing. Dale said, what do you mean? He said, yeah, the, these demons are laughing. They're laughing because you don't have any power. And Dale said, that just upset me. So I closed my eyes and I began to pray and I just really took authority. And while I'm praying, the next thing I hear is this crash. The man fell over backwards <clears throat> like a timber. Boom. Right on those that wooden floor. And Dale told me, I'm thinking, oh my gosh. No one was there to, to catch him or to keep him from falling. And he fell just like a, like a log. Boom. And he said, the guy opened his eyes. He looked at me. He got up. He was wobbly. And, and I thought, are you okay? He didn't say anything. He walked out the door. And I watched him walk up the street like a drunk man, back and forth. He was wobbly. And I thought, oh, my gosh. He's thinking, Lord Jesus, I don't know what's going to happen here. He might have got a concussion. He went to see the doctor. He said 30 minutes later, he hears a door open, and he says, in walks this six-foot-four Eskimo. He's got a big box in his hand. And he walks over to my desk, and he puts the box on my desk. And Dell said, I looked into that box, and the Indian looked at me and said, this here is what I drink. I drink all this. I drink this whiskey at night so I can go to sleep. These pills I take for this reason. Those pills I take for that reason. He said this box was full of pills and alcohol. And he told me what each pill was for. And Dale looked at him and he said, I want to thank you. They're gone. He says they left. This is the first time that I can ever remember not having these things talking in my head. Thank you very much. And he walked out. Well, I'm going, wow, Dell. And so he never did answer my question, what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? But Wednesday night, he's telling more stories. Thursday night, people are going up. He's praying for them. Friday night, he's telling more stories. People are going up. He's praying for them. They get in a line. He prays, them, prays over them. They fall down. And then on Saturday night, uh, my wife and I were there about 7 o'clock. And about uh, toward the end of the meeting, my wife says, Honey, I think you need to go up. And I said, Well, I do too. But I want you to go with me. I'm not going to dive into this by myself. So I go up. And we're the first in line. And Dale comes over and he says, uh, he's, he's shorter. He's about... 510, he looks up at me and he says, uh, Rick, 
uh, well, he began to pray for me. He put his hands on my head and began to pray. And I have my eyes closed, and I'm waiting for lightning, thunder. I'm waiting for big explosions. I'm just, I don't know what to expect. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm going to fall down. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know what. And he went to my wife, down to my niece. I'm standing there thinking, well, okay, um, I don't feel anything. My lips aren't numb. I don't feel dizzy. I haven't heard anything. And about two minutes later, he comes back. And I have my eyes closed. But I, I know that he's in front of me. I didn't see him. I didn't watch him go to my wife and down the line. I just, I, I knew he was standing in front of me. And I opened my eyes and he's just staring at me. And I look to the right. And here down this line of about 15 people, they're all laying on the ground. I'm going, whoa, what happened? I couldn't believe it. Uh, well, how could that have happened? He, I've only closed my eyes for about a minute, two minutes. And he just says to me, he says, Rick, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not a feeling. It's not getting, it's not any kind of a sign. It's not feeling anything. You don't feel dizzy. You don't see things. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, you receive it by faith, not by some feeling, not by some something outward. You receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit by faith. Well, with my fundamental background, everything is by faith. And I said, okay, I understood that. I accepted. I said, amen. I said, amen, Dell. And uh, <clears throat> it was a snowy night, <coughs> early January. been snowing, about a foot of snow on the ground. It had been cold. My wife and I, we went and had a little something to eat with the, some of the people, and we went home. About 3 in the morning, we were in a farmhouse, and we're in the basement, small windows. They wouldn't let anybody live in the basement nowadays because you couldn't have no way to get out. But I wake up, and the room, we had fairly thick curtains, the whole room was lit up. And I'm looking around going, what in the world? My wife woke up. And somebody had brought their car, parked at the west side of the house, and had the high, the high beams on the west windows. And it lit up the whole room. I'm going, what? I went over to the windows. I was just going to pull the curtains back. But I thought, no, this is too spooky. I don't know about this. So we went upstairs. The lights went out. We went upstairs. We looked to see who had driven up on our lawn. And we could tell because there's about a foot of snow. And there were no tracks. None. We're going, what? Wow, honey, what's going on here? No tracks. What was that light? And we could hear thunder. It's snowing. It's cold out. We could hear thunder. And we're thinking, huh? Well, I realized that something happened that night. Now, I'm giving you my testimony. It may not happen to you the same way. In the time in which we live, 
God is going to, once again, bring the baptism of the Holy Spirit in purity, in purity, in a pure way to His children. Not through Pentecostal churches who have an agenda, or any churches, charismatic, that have an agenda, that plan to profit on what God is going to do. No. This final move of God on the world is going to happen with in, in uh, His desires it will happen in a pure way, in a sanitized way, in a safe way. It has to, the, the children of God are moving into a time we're into the time where you're going to need, we're going to need miracles like never before. There has to be, Christ said that at the end of the world, we would do things that he didn't do. I'm trying to shield you from the ministries that will use these abilities to glorify man, the pastors to glorify themselves, the ministries to glorify themselves. It's already taking place in America. You have this movement the New Apostolic Reform Movement. This thing is not of man. It's of the flesh. It is an imposter to what God is going to do. This move is, uh, uh, the objective is to take over the world, to take over the cities of the world, the countries of the world. No. God is not going to take over the countries of the world, the cities of the world through His church. That was not in, it's not in the Bible. No, God is coming to punish His children for their apostasy. With the, the, the persecution and within the uh, New Apostolic Removement Churches, you're going to have the wolves, the Satanists that have infiltrated that move. These men live a little longer. They're going to go into tribulation and great tribulation. They're going to be gathered like branches and thrown into the fires of persecution and tribulation. It's in the Bible. I've talked about this in the past. But there is going to be in the body of Christ, there will be these members in God's churches especially in this country that are that are pure that are holy just like with these men that I talked about earlier Del Franklin this was a ministry this was not a way to make income this is not a way to become somebody it was to set God's children free that's what he did that's what we are to do you are to be free to serve the Lord in your calling.
Did the fire marshal take one look down your driveway and say, Uh, my guys aren't going down there. Or are there parts of it that just need a little more sun? Then call Affordable Tree at 970-568-6898. We can climb, cut, or trim your problems away. Specializing in defensive space, upper and lower fire mitigation, forest health, plus we can save freshly hit beetle trees. So call us at 568-6898. Is your fireplace not running right? Do you need maintenance or a fresh new look? I'm Keith, owner and service technician. And I'm Amy, scheduler for Abundant Flame Fireplace and Mechanical, servicing Northern Colorado. We service all brands of gas fireplaces freestanding and built-in pellet stoves and fire pits. Call Abundant Flame Fireplace and Mechanical at 970-966-0217. Again, 970-966-0217. Or visit us on the web at Abundant-Flame.com. Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. The P.E. Gun Show, April 9th and 10th, will be located at 1840 Greeley Mall, Greeley, Colorado. The show has hundreds of tables filled with guns, ammo, accessories, and much more. CCW classes on both days, a firearm giveaway for modern arms on Sunday, food all weekend, and thousands of patriots make it a perfect way to spend the day. Buy, sell, or trade. See PEShows.com for more info. That's PEShows.com. See you at the show. When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. Every Sunday, 9 to noon, for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, radio church program. Monday through Thursday, 2 to 3, for the present truth. All of this is here on 1360KHNC.com. 
programs are streamed always. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, 80502. And again, podcasts, 1360khnc.com. We are in a season of war. The seasons of war have begun. There is a time for war. There is a time for peace. The peace will come at the end of these wars in about at when Christ returns. But we're also in a season. We're moving into the season that Christ stated would happen at the end of the world where the Spirit of God would be poured out. This would be just like the day of Pentecost because the gifts of the Holy Spirit would be needed at the end of the world. There will be those who will use these gifts in a holy manner. There will be those who will use these gifts in a selfish, fleshly manner. Be, I want you to have this in your thinking. There will those there will be those men, there will be those ministries that will use these gifts for the sake of the body of Christ. There will be no guile. There will be no motive. They'll be used in a proper way, just like Christ. When He came, everything He did was proper. Everything He did was holy. It was sanctified. It was to bring glory and honor to God His Father so that Christ also could be established in his ministry. But at the end of the world, there would be these others who would use these abilities, but they do not know God. And God will say, Depart from me, you who do iniquity. There will be those who are Christians, but they will be, they are not owned by Christ. They are not directed by his Holy Spirit. They have other Uh, motives but then there are those whose motives will be pure you're going to have this in the body of Christ in what's coming the pure and the impure we'll be back with the third hour in a few minutes Rick Rodriguez the president of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministries 1360khnc.com for podcasts Thirteen sixty KHNC dot com has CBD products. Click on the shop button and get yours today. Just go to thirteen sixty KHNC dot com slash shop. The CBD on our website is ninety nine percent pure, all natural, no pesticides, non GMO. Is grown organically right here in Colorado and is one hundred percent THC free. Oh, and did you know ours is the lowest price CBD anywhere in northern Colorado? For all your CBD needs, just log on to thirteen sixty KHNC dot com slash shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. As much of Colorado seems to feel more comfortable in the fight against COVID, a lot of restrictions being relaxed, mask orders lifted, and mass vaccination sites closing. In the state's large Latino community, not nearly as much comfort 
It still has some of the lowest vaccination rates, for one thing. One woman seems to have made it her mission to see that more Latinx Coloradans are protected from the virus, though. She's helped vaccinate more than 13,000 Latinos statewide. Julissa Soto does not take the work she's done lightly. Many of the agencies who were receiving lots of funding to fight this disease were not reaching the, the Latino community in a cultural relevant way. For the past two years, the health equity consultant has been making the rounds at churches, clubs, convincing Latino Coloradans to get inoculated. They really can't believe there is a lady there walking around the club wanted to vaccinate. Despite the efforts of Hulissa and others, Latinos in the state are lagging behind in COVID protection. We have been doing a poor job expecting the community to come to us. The state health department figures show only about 39% of the Hispanic population has gotten at least one dose so far, the lowest rate among all Colorado ethnicities. COVID-19 hospitalizations nationwide at a new low. The Federal Department of Health and Human Services says new admissions due to COVID are down more than 30% in the past two weeks. Fewer than 17,000 people in hospitals have tested positive for the coronavirus. That's lower than last summer before the Delta variant came along. Colorado's figures are also low. Only 84 people in hospitals statewide right now have tested positive for COVID. I'm Jim Williams. The Denver Pioneers continue getting ready for college hockey's Frozen Four. DU will face Michigan in the semis next Thursday. I'm Ted Werbin. How would you like to save up to $1,000 a month? If you're a homeowner, it's possible. And you can learn more by getting a free mortgage review from American Financing. See if you can lower your rate or pay off high interest debt and potentially skip two mortgage payments. Just call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or apply online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Summer is around the corner. Take time to refresh in Wyoming's Carbon County. Drive up and soak in the mineral hot springs. Visit one of their many museums. Take a scenic hike, horseback ride, or bike ride. Enjoy an array of lounging, dining, and entertainment options. All the fun set against the West's favorite backdrop. Plan your trip at wyomingcarboncounty.com. That's wyomingcarboncounty.com. Get your West on. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the station at 970-587-5003. Again, 970-587-5003 and ask for the Rev. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank, which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. 
To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. Did you get some mud on your pants? Did you get a little spaghetti sauce on your shirt? Did you get shed on by your dog? Well, I had on clean underwear, clean underwear, yeah, my mama. Well, if so, call New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Located in Severance and Fort Collins, you can reach them at 970-775-0623. That's Welcome to the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. <clears throat> this will be our final hour for today. And the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. For this program, plus the Present Truth Program, Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3. All the programs are streamed. We're in a season... The world is moving into the season of the final wars that would occur prior to Christ's second coming. We cannot change prophecy. In the book of Revelation, there is a thought that mankind has to mature. The evil of man must mature. Like with any type of fruit, the fruit goes through the early growing season and then eventually you have the maturity of that fruit. Christ said that an evil tree cannot bear, bring forth good fruit, nor a good tree bring forth evil fruit. Well, the thought is that in the history of mankind, mankind as a, a, a mankind must mature, and in within mankind you're going to have the evil, and you're going to have the good. And they must they must mature together at the at the season at the at the same season, and the season is the end of the world. It is the harvest time. We've moved into the season of harvest, and we are going to see more than ever before evil in the world. We're also moving into a time of the greatest evil, but we're moving into a time also that Christ said that nothing will be able to shake His eternal kingdom. And we Christians have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's in Hebrews chapter 12. Now, the whole body of Christ the whole family of God will not be faithful. It's in the Bible. The, for the most part, in the family of God, there will be at the time prior to Christ's return, great, great apostasy. A church 
a body of believers that really could care less about God and His plan and His purpose. They have no idea what that plan and purpose would be. They have uh, not studied the Scripture. They have not followed the Lord. And we're in that time. It would be a time of great apostasy. But at the same time, Christ said in Matthew chapter 16 that the ecclesia, his church, the gates of hell would not prevail against it. And that term ecclesia does not mean the whole family of God. It is the pure, the given, the consecrated members in the body of Christ that are faithful. This is the ecclesia that Jesus Christ was talking about. There would be those that would be apostate, far from God, and there would be those who have made the decision to let God direct their lives. They're faithful, and um, they are overcomers. They are the men and women who allow Christ to work with them so they can get their victories in their lives over their personal sins over the flesh. They get the victories over the world. The world does not uh, have any hold on them. Money doesn't have hold on them. They're not controlled by mammon. They're not controlled by the culture in any way. All the oaths that they have sworn have been broken off of their lives. They have no loyalties other than to Christ himself. Their objective is to obey what Christ said, go, teach, baptize. And that's, their, that's all they do. That's their purpose. That's the reason they're alive. Yes, they're in the world, but they're not of the world. In Revelation chapter 14, there is this, this, this group. I'm going to just read it to you. And uh, the uh, angel, if I could turn the pages fast enough here. But, okay. I looked, verse 14, a chapter 14 revelation. I looked, and yes, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion. With him a hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. A hundred and forty four thousand. These are complete. Verse two I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, the voice of a great thunder. I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts, and the elders. No man could learn that song but the hundred and forty-four and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which followed the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. In their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. 
This 144,000, this is the ecclesia after they have left this earth. But their experience while they're on earth is exactly this. They follow the Lamb whithersoever He goes. Are you following the Holy Spirit as He's directing you? Are you sensitive enough to be led by the Holy Spirit? This is a vital part of an important experience in the Christian life. Born again, you must be born again. You must be water baptized. You should consecrate your life to the Lord. And you must be baptized with the... You should be. I say anybody in my assembly should be baptized with the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it is a valuable experience for their lives personally and they can use that experience for those around them. It is a holy it is a, a holy experience that God has given His children, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Being, born, uh, being baptized in water, it is a holy experience. Being consecrated to Christ is a holy experience. Now, with those, then add to that the ability to be led by the Spirit, to be led as the Holy Spirit directs you. This is another valuable experience that is not being taught in the churches. Uh, in the churches where I was, we were taught to be led by the Holy Spirit. We, were, we would pray to get into the Spirit. Because once you're in the Holy Spirit and you've prayed, uh, the Holy Spirit has been washing your mind. And you know when you're sensitive to the Spirit of God. And... There is a, for the most, a lot of people are not sensitive to the Spirit. This is vital for the Christians. You must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Now, um, in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, Christ is talking to Nicodemus. There's a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews. He comes to Christ Jesus, or he came to Jesus by night, said unto him, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher from God. No man can do the miracles that you do except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, except a man be born again, it's, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, this verse is only talked about in this way one time in the Bible, just once. It is called, by this being mentioned one time, there are many verses throughout the Scripture where there's a mention of something one time. And it's not that they're unimportant, just the opposite. It is they are vital to understand. They must be understood in the way that they're presented because it will be uh, explained one time and it must be understood. Christ tells Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Anybody that's listening to this program, I don't care how religious you are, if you are not born again, 
You cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't. The Bible says you can't. You may believe you can, but the Bible says you cannot see the kingdom of God. And when something is mentioned one time, it's called a hepexlegomania. Hepexlegomania. Gomina. Hepexlegomina. And what it means is this. That it is something that you should pay more attention to. It's not that it is common. It is something where you need to really, really study it. King David in Psalm 24, I believe it is. I got the verse right here. He said that... Yeah. King David said in Psalm 24, 6, They that there's a generation, one generation, not two generations, in all of the history of mankind, there's going to be one generation that will seek the face of the God of Jacob. One generation. That generation has not occurred until our generation. When something is mentioned one time, you pay extra attention to it. You study it more thoroughly. You go over it and over it and over it until you master the meaning of it. There is one generation that will seek the face of the God of Jacob. And that generation is going to seek the face of the God of Jacob, the great I am that I am, because that final generation, that one generation, which will be our generation, will need God, will need this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob more than any generation ever in the history of mankind. It is a generation that is going to be needy. It's going to be needy. A, a nation that needs God. A, a generation that needs God. Why? Because it's going to be the most difficult time in the history of mankind. Are we needy yet? I, I'm needy. I need the Lord. I need the Lord for these programs. I need His Holy Spirit for direction. Uh, my objective is to add something to you, not just to teach you something, but to add something to you that is vital, that is important. Those that are not born again, you must be born again. You cannot see the kingdom of God. If you're not born again, I don't care how religious you are, I don't care how pious you are. I don't care how uh, the good works that you do doesn't matter. If you're not born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Secondly, Christ said you must be baptized. I'm adding something to you. Until you're baptized in water, your your sins are a cloak, a coat, like a like a steel coat that you're wearing. It's weighing you down, weighing you down. You're not going to be free. You're going to be in bondage. Christ said, be, bapti be, born, be baptized in water. Then to continue, 
if you haven't consecrated your life to the Lord, if you give yourself to a sport, you've got to give yourself. You have to invest time and energy. It's the same way with God. It is better to invest time and energy in God and the things of God. I don't mean religion. I mean reality. God is real. Your best investment is to consecrate your life to Christ, especially now more than ever before. Then, fourthly, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, I would not have been able to really move forward in my calling. I needed, if it wasn't for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't even be alive today. Uh, it gives you an insight spiritually, a sensitivity, because it's, it's a gift that is given for warfare. Like with Del Franklin, casting out spirits. An ability to see spirits, to have discernment, to know what spirits are around, <clears throat> to know how to fight. Knowing just, you, you have a sense about something, you just know that you know that you know. I have a friend down in Denver, pastor, big assembly. He crash, crashes and burns. He loses his, his uh, wife. They divorce. His children have turned against him. The IRS is coming after him. Everything is a mess. And I see him after many years. I'd heard about everything that had happened. I really didn't want to visit with him because I, you know, you what do you say to him? You have nothing to say. But I did see him at a, a weekend get-together. We agreed to have lunch. He skirted me for about two or three. We made appointments, and he uh, just broke them. It broke the times. And finally, he knew he couldn't get away from it, so we got together, went to a Denny's. And uh, he said, well, I know you have something to say to me. Other people wanted you to tell me to kind of scold me. I told him, I said, Brother, I don't have anything to say to you. We got, we agreed to get together, just have lunch. And that's, I, nobody sent me. Uh, nobody asked me to rebuke you. you. We agreed to have lunch. And that's why I'm here. Well, it blew him away. Because he thought I was sent to rebuke him for all the hurt and the problems that he had caused, not to himself only, but to other people. And... We sat there at that first luncheon and we cried in our food. My heart pretty much broke for him. And uh, the waiter, he'd come over and he wasn't sure maybe somebody died or and the people sitting around us were, they couldn't keep their eyes off of us. But we, we didn't finish our meal. We didn't, I don't think I had three, four bites we're just weeping. And uh, I told him, I said, Brother, I don't know what happened. I've heard 
rumors. I've heard stories. I don't know if they're true. But as far as I'm concerned, the Holy Spirit asked me to have lunch with you. That's his business. That's not my business. What happened with you is your business. If you want to tell me, you can tell me, but I'm not asking. And we wept and cried some more. And I told him, I said, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't care what happened. But the Lord asked me to just have lunch with you, and that's what we're doing. Well, we agreed to get together a second time, and we got together, and he began to share some things as to what had happened with him in ministry. He's well known. You'd know him if I told you his name. I don't want to tell you his name, but if you're in the Denver area, you would know. So we visited again, and he started telling me stories about what had happened. And uh, we got together again for a third luncheon. And in the third luncheon, I just told him, I said, Brother, I said, did you know that the Satanists, these young kids were coming into your meetings, into your ministry and getting saved. These young Satanist girls that were sent in to defile the young Christian boys and the young Christian men that were Satanists that came in to defile the young Christian girls. I said, did you know that once these people started getting saved, uh, the coven's not going to allow that? And do you know that somewhere they rented a facility in the vicinity and they were cursing you? And he sat straight up and his mouth dropped open. And he said, how do you know that? And I said, well, I just know it. He goes, but how do you know that? And I said, I just know that. I just knew by the anointing. I just knew. And I could see, and I knew they had rented a place. And I knew that they were praying all the time. And I said, did you know that they were praying that you and your wife would divorce? And he said, the young kids that were getting saved, that were the Satanists, finally came to me and told me, the coven rented a building just up the street, and they're having ritual against you. And we were sent in to defile the young boys, and the young boys were sent in to defile the young girls again. And uh, they were praying for your divorce. They're praying that your church would break apart. They're praying that you'd get in trouble with the IRS. And I, I mentioned that to him. I said, did you know they were praying that you would divorce? And he admitted it. I said, did you know that they were praying that you would lose your ministry? And it happened. And I told him, I told him, did you have adequate prayer coverage? And he said, uh, I, I did. And I said, well, did you have the kind of prayer coverage where you have people on staff that pray for you every day that use prophetic gifting, that use the gifts of the Holy Spirit to look into the invisible world to see what type of spirits might be affecting the ministry? And he said, no. I said, well, I know a ministry. They had adequate prayer. They had people on, on the staff that would pray. And they didn't just pray like, uh, like I prayed, like when I was, before I was baptized in the Spirit. I just took the Scripture and I prayed the Scripture. No, absolutely nothing wrong with that. But... When you're fighting battles in the invisible world, you 
have to have discernment to see what is happening in that world so that you can counter it, so you can break the power of it, so you can cancel the assignments, so you can bind the spirits that they cannot affect you. And you have to know, you should know, God will show you, if you're using the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you'll know exactly the strategies. Well, he lost the ministry, divorced, remarried. I said, did you know that your second wife was a witch? He goes, yeah, she was a witch. I said, no, I, I mean a witch in the coven. He says, yes, that's what I'm saying. I knew she was a witch. And I said, you married a Christian, but she was really a witch. Yes, a really a witch, not a Christian, but a devil worshiper. And he, uh, it destroyed, it destroyed him. And, uh, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, we know these things. By the power of the Holy Spirit, in this audience, I'm telling you, and I am warning you, that your mind, you're not going to fight the spiritual battles to come with your intelligence, with your abilities naturally. It is not going to be well with you. In what's coming, you will have to fight these battles by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to continue with that in just a few minutes. So, don't go anywhere. This is Rick Rodriguez, Olive Tree Ministry, 1360KHNC.com for podcasts. We'll be back in a few minutes. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Join me on Sundays from 9 to noon for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program on 1360 AM KHNC. No people will tamely surrender their liberties, nor can any be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. On the contrary, when people are universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink under their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. Samuel Adams Reasons to Own Gold Reason number 725. The government goes out of its way to make you believe Social Security has an account with your name on it with money just for you. But the Supreme Court ruled that payments due under Social Security are not property rights and are not protected. Social Security is merely a tax and the government is under no obligations to pay you anything. Call the Patriot Trading Group 800-951-0592 or visit allamericangold.com. Do you have a 401k sitting with a previous employer or various IRAs and don't know what to do with them? Look no further. My name is Joey Jaquint, and I work with Northwestern Mutual. I take the time to educate you on all your options, making sure you pay the lowest fees possible while taking advantage of any and all tax options as well. It can be very frustrating not knowing how your money is working for you 
or what your money is even being invested in. Together, we will develop a philosophy for how your money will work for you with complete transparency. On top of that, I will be constantly rebalancing your portfolio every quarter, making sure we are always properly diversified in the market. I take pride in making sure my clients are always taken care of. Again, I'm Joey Jaquint, and you can reach me at my cell phone number, 602-909-9048. Again, my number is 602-909-9048, and I'm always a call or text away. Hey, this is Mike Ramsey, Ramsey Auto Group, with Steve Pardue, 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley is our new address. Phone number is 970-443-5654. We specialize in used trucks and sport utility vehicles, but mainly trucks. We have extended our hours on Saturdays to 10 to 3 and Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 5.30, serving the Greeley community and the surrounding areas, but we are really proud to call Greeley our home. 970-443-5654-6175 West 10th Street in Greeley. Do you hate Disney as much as I do? Don't be a wokey. Listen to 1360 KHNC or go to 1360KHNC.com. You know, a little, just a quick story about this group that sings Oh Happy Days. A great move in Oakland, California, in southern, in northern California, <clears throat> back in the 70s. <coughs> Excuse me. By the power of the Holy Spirit, there was a revival in Oakland. And the Young California Christian choir sang this song. Young children, young young people, young people in the Jesus movement because the Spirit of God was upon the Jesus movement people in a very, very, very powerful way. I, I have my notes. I was going to cover this today. But I have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and the direction He takes me. But I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to present to you, what happened in the Jesus movement in programs to come. This movement was a movement, just briefly, after World War II, the great baby boom movement, the great baby boom of the post-World War II movement began. Great baby boom generation in the United States of America. Then you had Israel becoming a nation, rebirthed as a nation after 2,000 years, roughly 2,000 years. This is significant to the Christian people to understand. It ties into exactly what's happening today and what is going to happen with the great move of God in the very near future. It's already begun. It is being hidden. It is being protected. God has to protect it. He has to protect it from the 
apostate, Pentecostal, charismatic churches of this country that are in this NAR, the New Apostolic Reform Movement. This movement, this apostasy, had a great uh, kick or out of southern Colorado back in the 90s and <clears throat> early, late into the 90s and beginning of this century. I don't have time to get into all of it. This group in Oakland, this choir, were under, these men were people, these children were young people, were under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. This music was anointed. And one of the great evils of the apostasy is Christian music. Christian music has been under the attack because it has not been truly worshipped to God. It is apostic music. I don't care what big group you like in the music. These are little ditties. This is not anointed. But there is going to be, once again, anointed Christian worship. What you're basically hearing presently, 90% of it is from the other world. It's in the flesh. It's in the soul. It is performance. It is not in the Holy Spirit. There's a change coming in true Christian worship. And most of it is going to be using the Bible. And in the music, it's going to be from the Scripture. I'm going to give you something here. Psalm 144. I don't have a voice to sing. But I'm going to give you a song. Psalm 144. The 144,000 in the heavens. Blessed be the Lord my strength. Which teaches my hands to war. And my fingers to fight. My goodness, my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield, and who he in whom I trust, who subdues my people under me. Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him or the son of man that you make account of him man is like unto vanity his days are as a shadow that passes away bow thy heavens O Lord come down touch the mountains you come down touch the mountains and they shall smoke cast forth lightning Scatter them. Thine enemies, scatter them. Shoot out thy arrows. 
destroy them. Send your hand from above. Rid me, deliver me out of great waters from the hands of strange children. Strange children. What is strange children? Satan worshipers. Strange children. Children that worship the devil. Strange children. Deliver me out of their hand. The Jesus movement began with a great move of God Almighty in 1960 in the United States of America. And Satanism took began at the same time. A great satanic move of the devil on the baby boom children of America. Strange children. Christians. Strange children are coming to destroy you. They've been destroying you. They're going to continue their attack. If you don't have the power of Almighty God on you, you're going to be a victim. You're going to be a victim. Your life is going to be cut short. You're going to be ineffective. You're going to be, you're a target. I cannot fool around with my programs. My programs mean something. I'm not speaking to a laity. I'm not speaking to those who won't listen. My ministry is to warn God's children. Strange children are coming to destroy you and your children, your grandchildren. We use the term Satanists. David didn't have that term. He called them strange children. There's a war of the Satanists that are taking over this world in this government in America, in the land of the plume serpent. This nation, America, is the land of Satan. Yes, God brought us believers into this nation to affect this nation. But now the killing effect that the Christians have on the sins of this nation is over. The salt has lost its power, its killing effect. The light, we were to be light set on a hill, on a, on a basket. No, we're, the basket is on top of us. But the hope is this, not all Christians are apostate. Not all. The mass of them. A great apostasy in the Pentecostal movement. Great, great, great apostasy in the charismatic movement. Charismatic movement. In the evangelical churches of America. Because they don't know doctrine. They don't know prophecy. They don't know theology. They don't know church history. My ministry is to tell you we're closing out the age. We're ending it. We're shutting it down. The Apostle Paul, Peter, John, James, they began, they started it. But we are shutting, we are ending this age. We are closing out this age. Great apostasy is already in America through the men that 
that took the lead, that took the helm in the late 70s. They have taken the church in a direction where the church is weak. What do you get when you don't have a lot of vitamin C? Scurvy. This church is ineffective. This church is going to be punished. God is not going to allow His children to bow the knee to Baal any longer, to kiss the feet, to worship at the feet of Baal, of mammon, of the evil of this culture. It's not going to continue anymore. The judgment begins at the house of God. It's begun. It's going to intensify. And a great punishment is coming to these apostate Pentecostal churches and the men who are there for any other re- every other reason than to glorify God Almighty. And they are deceived. They think that they're glorifying Him. But I'm telling you, they have not allowed God to put the bit in their mouths so they can be directed. They have chosen the own the direction of man. They've chosen their own direction. Psalm 144. Send your hand from above. Rid me and deliver me out of the great waters from the hand of strange children. The devil worshipers are in the land. Christians, you better wake up. Whose mouth speaks vanity lies. And their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. The right hand from their father, the devil. But then in verse 9, I will sing a new song, a new song unto thee. O God, upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. God is giving this generation a new song. A new song. It's not going to be this song that is being sung by these big ministries that have declared themselves to be great worship ministries. Hogwash. I listen to their songs. I am sick. I can't even listen to them. I would prefer to hear heavy metal than that crap. At least, at least the heavy metal, they're honest. And here you have this, this what you call Christian music with no depth. Little, same, old, little. Oh. Verse 10. It is he that gives salvation unto kings, who delivers David the servant from a hurtful sword. <clears throat> it's you, it's, it's, it's this God who's going to deliver you from the plans of Satan. Whatever Satan has planned for you, it's only God that's going to deliver you. You must be born again. You better be water baptized. I'm not going to get off of this. I know the power of it. It's God's way. You better consecrate yourselves. I say, be baptized in the Holy Spirit in reality and begin to be helped. Train yourselves. 
in the anointing. Just say, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me, help me. Be sensitive to your anointing. I was getting ready to go out earlier in the week to to have lunch. And I went this direction, and I went that direction, and I went this direction, and that direction. And every direction I went, I just I didn't feel good about it. Then I got a call from my wife. And she had, to, she had an appointment. She got finished with the appointment. She was, what are you doing? I said, well, I don't know. And I said, honey, you want me to take you to lunch? That's why the Lord wouldn't let me have peace about any of the other places. I was going to go to Denny's. I was thinking about maybe <clears throat> Chinese food. I didn't know what. But I just had, I couldn't find a flow. I, the flow of God was not there. The river from heaven, that great, mighty, powerful river that waters the great garden of God in his heaven, it wasn't reaching me. And then I got the call from my wife. We went and had a fantastic lunch. The anointing, the anointing, the anointing. And I'm with Mel Johnson, pastor of All Nations Church, helping prepare barbecue for the afternoon. <clears throat> Baked beans, potato salad. In 2002, I believe it was. And I said, we're just fellowshipping. And I said, John, I said, Mel, and I just knew out of nowhere. I said, the move in southern Colorado is over. It's done. God is finished with it. I didn't understand everything then. It had become so evil, God had to stop it. He had to stop it and end it. Then we hear what happens later on with Ted Haggard. I said, it's over. The Spirit of God is lifted off of that. <clears throat> I didn't know where it was going to lift and go to, but it was lifted. And I said, and, Brother brother Mel, Pastor, John Stalker is going to uh, step down as pastor of uh, Resurrection Fellowship. And, and, and not that he's going to be forced out because of anything. He's going to just step down. He's going to retire. Well, Mel didn't know what to do. He documented it. He's got the date, the time. <clears throat> I just knew that I knew. This is the anointing of God. You need it. You've got to have it. If you don't have it, you're going to have some bad experiences. With the anointing, you will be successful. With the anointing, you will be victorious. You have these great experiences that God desires His children have, but no one teaches you, no one tells you how great they are, how powerful they are, how mighty in God they are. We're closing out the age. There's more, but you've got to keep coming back. Bring your children. Your children need to hear this. The young men. I'm a baby boom generation person. I'm a father. I'm a father to God's people. Young men. You need... There are 10,000 teachers, but there are not many fathers. I don't want to say this stuff, but I've got to say it. I'm not a teacher. I'm a father to God's children. Why? Because I've had the experiences that only God could have given me. 
You must be born again. And the other items as well. We'll be back to close out the the program. Hi, this is Vince Rivera with Serenity Painting. What's up, guys? Vincent is a veteran, a friend of mine, a Christian, and a great guy who implements customer service and integrity into every job that he does. If you're looking for a painter that doesn't cut corners, that actually shows up when he says he's going to show up, does what he says he's going to do, look no further than Serenity Painting and Decorating. Painter 28 at gmail.com. 970-978-9565. Check out our customer reviews, Serenity Painting. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. A lot of radio stations boast about having two, three, four, five hundred thousand listeners. But what they don't tell you is the average listener only listens for four minutes. A song plays they don't like, same old boring commentary, or worse yet, as soon as the commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have one of the longest time spent listening in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial when the commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss what our host have to say next. Advertise with 1360 KHNC and have your message be heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We also have the best rates in Colorado. 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. Hi, Chad here with Liberty Communications. Do you have an outdated phone system? Is your service with a large carrier that doesn't care about you? Are you sick and tired of waiting on hold only to be routed to a call center out of the country? Then you need our help. We answer our phones live and know our clients by name. Let us provide your company a no-charge phone and Internet evaluation. Call 720-399-0233 or learn more at libertybts.com. to the end of the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry radio church program. 
every Sunday, 9 until noon, here on 1360 KHNC AM radio. Our podcasts are also 1360KHNC.com. Join me during the week from 2 to 3, Monday through Thursday, for the Present Truth program. We are in a present truth. That's what my program is about, to present to you the present truth. You can reach me at Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I, I am intense because I know what has happened to the children of God in the United States of America starting after the election of Jimmy Carter. I'm going to discuss this in the future. It's a spiritual thing. The Jesus movement began with the election of John Kennedy. The election, the the Jesus movement ended with the election of his half-brother, Jimmy Carter, in 1976. That should shock you. It's a spiritual thing. Robert Kennedy, the Kennedy boys, their half-brother was Jimmy Carter. Their mother had an affair with Joe Kennedy, and Jimmy Carter was the result. One brother starts the baby boom, starts the Jesus movement of the 60s and 70s. The half-brother ends it. It's a spiritual thing. I will discuss these things in the future. So you can see the dynamics of the power of the spiritual things that happen in the United States of America. I am intense because I know what the men who took the leadership of the Christian churches in America, I know because it was not a move of God that they were concerned about it, or, or they were focused on. It was their own carnal, their own carnal desires. Mega churches, mega churches. No, not the plan of God. Little groups, two, three, five people. Powerful, powerful in Christ. God bless you. God bless this audience. I will talk to you next week. Please. Join me again next Sunday from 9 to noon here on 1360KHNC.com for those at a distance. God bless you. 1360KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals, All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort.